Well, folks, the fans are back and the beer is cracked. Welcome back, everyone, to Smash This Podcast. I am J-Bone. Folks, it's a new era here on Smash This Podcast. Now, it may not look like much has changed, but... But some things are changing ever so slowly. Number one, I want to thank everyone again for getting me to 1,000 subscribers. And I had a little reminder recently that it's been... A few years since I fit since I hit 500, and it's been it's been four years since I've been demonetized, and I just got monetized again. So, um, even though YouTube is only going to be paying me pennies, it's still it's still a good feeling. It's still very much a positive. So we're going to talk a few different things here tonight. I looked on the news, and I wasn't going to talk about much on the news with the exception of the promo that aired earlier today from one Tommy End, or shall we call him Malachi Black, um, which was a great promo. But then he debuted on tonight's episode of AEW. Um, pretty wild. Pretty wild. And we'll get into that more of that later. But before we get into all things, um, all things AEW with tonight's review, just want to ask you lovely people to smash that like button, smash that sub button, and ring that bell for notifications. If you're on Twitch, you could share bits, you could follow, sub, all that lovely stuff. And let's just run down the rest of the plugs here while we're doing this. You can head on over to buymeacoffee.com forward slash smash this podcast. The link is in the description. Let me just quiet this down. My apologies. Head on over to buymeacoffee.com. The link is in the description. If you want to tip one of your favorite Podcasts, 100% of your tip will come straight to Jebon. There's also a link in the description if you want to show off to your friends, your co-workers, your family, your neighbors. Because we love to piss off our neighbors and, and crank some heavy metal. Then they take a look at you and they go, what's wrong with you? And when they look at you, you could be sporting your brand new Smash This Podcast merch. A lot of new stuff added recently. I want to thank 
deeply thank those who took advantage of the one day, July 2nd, 20% off sale. Much appreciated. You know who you are. And the rest of the links of the socials are in the description as well. The audio is on anchor.fm forward slash smash this podcast. The Twitter box, the face botch, and the Instanec. All right, now that we got all that out of the way. Yes, we got some neon color colors because it just it matches it matches their colors tonight for the Road Ranger, you know. So I was like, all right, let's either do like some kind of like neon purple or some neon blue. So we're just doing I don't know. I don't really have anything neon to wear, so we went as bright as we could. That's right, Zach. That insta freaking neck. Um, uh, Adrian is all excited about the 1,000 subs. He's giving me a bunch of yeses. Much love, dude. Thank you. Appreciate it. Um, all right. So let's talk about this AAW show that's going on this Friday. Let me get the other tab here. And let's just run down some of the stuff on the card. Not going to do like a full, like, predictions. I mean, it's fun to do that. But um, I just want to, me just telling you how stacked this card is will hopefully get you uh, to buy this. So you can order it on uh, Fight TV. I believe it's uh, $12.99 or $13 or whatever. There's a couple of key matches on this card that are worth $12 alone, in my personal podcasting opinion. Let's Let's talk about a few of these people. Excuse me. We are going to see Russ Jones. And in my opinion, he is AAW's Goldberg. And I mean that with the utmost respect and positivity. Whether you like Goldberg or not, this guy is a juggernaut. He has absolutely been tearing through people. We are going to see Laredo Kid. He is always a joy to see. Uh, we are going to see Schaff, who is similar to Russ Jones. He's another, you know, big badass that, uh, that I, I honestly think that Russ Jones and Schaff are going to end up colliding someday. And I'm, uh, I'm not complaining. Not complaining one bit. We are going to see the likes of former X Division champion Jake Christ is going to be in the house that night. Ace Perry quickly becoming one of the ones to watch 
in AAW. Let's run down some matches. This one was just added. Josh Alexander versus Jake something. That's right. Impact's own X Division champion. Josh Alexander versus Jake something. These two may literally tear the house down. Now, there's no titles on the line here. But that doesn't mean that someday we could we could see that on another brand like Impact Wrestling. That'd be very interesting. But this, of course, is another universe. But let's, you know, we can still enjoy this. Um, who else are we going to see? Let's see. We got Manders. Uh, former AAW one half of the tag team uh, champions versus uh, Robin Steele, who has recently aligned himself with the current tag team champions. Um, infamy. So that'll be interesting. That's You could almost call that a grudge match. And speaking of the tag champs, we've got AAW Tag Team Champions defending their titles. Uh, that's Infamy versus Impact's very own Ace Austin and Badman Fulton. Can't wait for that. Uh, we're going to have the AAW Heritage Championship match between the defending Myron Reed versus Hakeem, Hakeem Zane, a.k.a. Rohit Raju of Impact Wrestling. That one has a potential to be match of the evening. We're going to have some ladies in the house. We have an I Quit match between Hyen and Sky Blue. Should be very good. And we have the AAW Women's Championship match Defending is their women's champion, Chris Statlander. AEW's very own Chris Statlander versus Allison K. What do they call her? AK? <clears throat> um, that one has another potential to uh, tear down the house. And last but certainly not least, the main event, a cage match for the AAW Heavyweight Championship. Vance Warner defending against Fred Yehi. Shut up and take my money. I cannot wait for this. An absolutely stacked card. And if you're going to be in the area... Make sure you head. <clears throat> excuse me. Make sure you head there early, because they're going to be taping stuff for uh, AAW's sideshow that they show on Twitch on uh, the weekends in between pay-per-view shows. AAW Alive. So make sure you show up early for that. <clears throat> Those should be fun. And I gotta say, the uh, the production of these 
is uh, a ton of fun as well. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, folks, <clears throat> yes, Critical Sting, AK-47. Thank you. Um, oh, what the hell was I going to say? Complete brain fart. My apologies. Mm. Head on over to their YouTube channel. Check out some of their promos. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, there is a promo there featuring the women of AAW. And also one featuring Freddie Ahai and uh, their champ, Mance Warner. Two separate ones. They're like mini films. They're like 15, 20 minutes each. Um, great stuff. Shows their history leading up to this this huge match. Um, you don't want to miss this, folks. If you want to see some of the best up-and-coming indie talent in the Midwest or anywhere in the country, period, please go check out this one. And um, my, my buddy Mark, who I believe was in the chat, I'm not sure if he's still here, um, He said he was watching. Um, he was watching some video on their YouTube channel, and someone commented below. Uh, Smash this podcast brought me here, so that that made me feel like a million bucks because that means that someone listening to or watching me is doing themselves a service seriously by checking out this brand so hopefully they hopefully they did enjoy it um yeah what's his name jake something um so yeah yeah check that out that is this friday night so I know it's summertime and a lot of people do stuff on Friday night, but hey, if you don't have plans, you want a cheap night, say out, <laughs> not really out, but staying in, get yourself some snacks, pay your 12 bucks and watch this pay-per-view on Fight TV. I guarantee you will dig it. Um, and I'll be covering, uh, I'll be covering the, the review of that later after the pay-per-view Friday night, barring anything else comes up. Cause, um, this, this is a brand that's worth backing, you know, and I don't, I don't talk a lot of indies on here. I don't talk a lot of indies, but, um. I mean, I'm biased because, you know, I want to support what Trent's doing. But um, this this isn't some shindy, okay? This isn't just some shitty indie. <clears throat> this, is, this is damn good quality wrestling, production, all of the above. The talent is damn good. In fact, Trent is going to be on commentary, I believe. Um... I forget who he said he's commentating with. 
but he's going to be the color guy. So that'll be interesting. So if you're a fan of TNI, and I know most of you guys are, <clears throat> tune in to listen to, I don't know if you're going to see them. Once in a while, they show the commentators. But most of the time, it's just just listening to them. But you, you'll hear Trent. So that's great to see. All right. Let's talk some AEW Dynamite Road Rager from Miami, Florida. <clears throat> Season 3, Episode 27. Like I said, when I kicked off the show tonight, that's right. The fans are back. And this was an interesting venue. Didn't look super big, but it looked like they had a few thousand people there, <clears throat> which is great to see. Looked like a packed house. So if it's a smaller venue and you can pack a few thousand people in there, I think it's better to do that than, <clears throat> you know, leave a half of a 20,000 seater empty in, in my, in my personal podcasting opinion. Uh, so this, this looked great. You know, this, this place was, I would have loved to have been there. This place was probably deafening, you know, and certain chants were, Getting shout out. We'll talk about a few of those later. So, um, we start out hot here with a South Beach strap match. We got Cody Rhodes versus QT Marshall, Arn Anderson with Cody Rhodes, and um. QT Marshall flanked by his uh, his boys, his boys from the back. Now, interesting enough here, the lights go out right at the beginning of this. And is it right at the, I think it's right at the beginning of this. And it seems like, like, like they're waiting for someone to show up, but then no one, no one shows up and they're like, Oh, it's just, just, uh, they're like, Oh, there were some storms earlier. So just, I don't know. It was like a glitch in production, like, like a whoops, but it actually wasn't. It was what I think. I think it was a sign of things to come, a sign of things to come that the lights were going to go out one more time tonight. We'll get to that in a bit. Uh, but this this old-fashioned strap match was a lot of fun. Uh, I like me an old-fashioned strap match. A lot of action. Uh, certainly used the strap. Can we say can we say that on here? They use the strap, folks. Cody on QT, QT on Cody. Uh, Cody Rhodes gets the win here. <laughs> no, Zach, it was not Sabu. <laughs> uh, 
Oh, man. Oh, Bell's Boy, thanks for the info, man. Uh, the show was held at the James L. Knight Center, which seats uh, 4,500 in the main theater. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Keith says Cody took QT to the to the woodshed, right? <laughs> he beat him like a government mule. <laughs> As only JR could say, right? All right. Um, but yeah, this was fun. Uh it just it furthers the furthers the feud between Cody and QT. You know, do I think this is going to be done here? I don't think so. I don't know what else they could really do. Um, maybe this is the end. Because now, obviously, well, we'll talk about it later. Cody's got other things happening. Um, we got Tony Schiavone with Kenny Omega and Don Callis in the ring. And I got to tell you, folks, you know, I was I was letting the full facial beard grow over the last week. And then I got to the point the other day and I'm like, all right, I've got to I got to do something with this. But then I was inspired. I was absolutely inspired by Kenny Omega last week on uh, on AEW. I was also inspired by the Young Bucks and their new facial hair, if you will. And I almost, I almost pulled an Omega and gave myself what I call an Omega because it looks like the Omega symbol, you know, the stash going down into the, uh, you know, the chop, mutton chops, whatever you want to call them. I, I almost, I almost did that, and then I was like, "Nah, it's, it's, it's too much salt and pepper, and then I'm not gonna dye it." It's just no, I'm just not gonna do that. So, um, but it was, it was, it was close. I it was, I was this close. So I went old school, just gave myself the old goatee again. So sorry to disappoint anyone who actually wanted to see that, but. It certainly wouldn't have looked as good as Kenny Omega's new facial Omega. Um, the crowd, like I said, the crowd was hot tonight. Started chanting, you got fired at Don Callis. And, of course, he tries saying something like it's, it's uh, much cooler to get fired than quitting or something like that. It's like, oh, man. <laughs> Try and fail there, Don Callis. Just, I think he said that on Impact, too, uh, which is funny. But um, so they're, uh, they're yapping. Then uh, Dark Order shows up, namely Evil Uno, who's uh, cutting the promo. And they're going back. He's going back and forth with the champ, Kenny Omega. And he, I haven't heard this one in a long time, so I laughed. It is, 
it's, it's typical Omega, but he's like, you know, what's 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 the capital of Thailand? He's like, what are evil Uno's like, what are we doing trivia tonight? What? And Kenny's like, Bangkok, you know, low blow or kicks him, you know, low blow. And then in comes uh the good brothers. They attack the Dark Order, and then in comes Hangman Adam Page. And he clears the ring. And obviously, Kenny Omega has just looked at him like he's seen a ghost. Because when he was brought up last week, Kenny Omega's like, didn't even flinch. Now he's looking at him and he's he's uh, he's like, oh man. So uh it's this has been a long time in the waiting. And I will give AEW credit for this. They've been building up Hangman Adam Page, honestly, since day one. They did the uh you know whole tag team with Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega became champ eventually. And they've been able to keep Hangman Adam Page away from Kenny Omega for the longest time. And there was a lot of awkwardness during all that. He was kicked out of the elite or he left the elite, whichever one it was, I forget. There was all that drama. It was all done on, you know, being the elite and whatnot and on TV. So now, a long time in the waiting, they have finally come around to this again. I, I got to feel like this has always been part of the plan since Kenny Omega became champion. It was just a matter of planning things out. And it, it couldn't have, the timing couldn't have been better because now it's in front of fans. And if Hangman Adam Page is finally going to get his shot again, fans. If you if you heard the fans tonight, they absolutely lost their ever-loving minds. They are ready to back their their favorite cowboy and his cowboy shit. Absolutely. They are all excited for that. Um so yeah, he clears the ring. And uh, the place goes nuts. Then they cut to. Um, so you know, well, what's going to be interesting is I, I think they're going to they're going to build this slowly to all out is what my my uh, my my gut feeling is. But that's kind of a long ways away. That's what two months away, give or take a little bit. I'm not sure exactly when it is and. I know it's in Chicago, but I know it's in September, but I don't know, remember exactly when, but I think it's about two months away. Uh, but anyways, if, uh, if that's when they're building it to, I'm all for it. Uh, Jim Ross then interviewing Darby Allen and uh, Ethan Page. They're doing a coffin match next week, night one of Fighter Fest. Can't wait for that. I absolutely love this feud. And I've talked about this at length on here. That this uh 
this feud goes back with four or five years now uh all the way to the evolved days and what's interesting is they they touched on the evolved stuff but they didn't say it specifically but they said when they feuded back then that was and this this is crazy and this is something i didn't know that was Ethan Page's 12th year and Darby Allen's first year. So, and he says, and you are just, you're so mad. You're still so mad because it took you 12 years to get to where I was in one year. And that's, it's like, oh, that's, um, let's say cuts deep, cuts deep, you know. Lakers is in the house. What is up? Welcome, everyone. Don't forget, as we're going through this, smash that like button, smash that sub button, folks. Um, but yeah, great interview. Can't wait to see that coffin match next week. That, in my personal opinion, should headline next week. Can't wait for that. Uh, then we got the Pinnacles FTR and Wardlow versus three of Inner Circle's best, Santana Ortiz and Jake Hagar. Uh, the Inner Circle boys coming out with Conan. Great to see. So is, is Conan sticking around? I, I had a feeling... I had a feeling that, <coughs> excuse me, that Conan's uh, appearance was going to be a one and done on the on this past, you know, this last pay per view. But then he showed up last week, got attacked, and he's back this week. So uh, pleasantly surprised. Let me know how you guys feel about Conan coming out. A few times in a row now, three, four times in a row now with Santana and Ortiz. Um, I'm not going to overthink this and think like he's going to take Chris Jericho's place as far as like a leader in the inner circle. I think he's just tied to uh, P&P, Proud and Powerful, Santana, Ortiz, whatever you want to call them. I, I, I never, I don't know, I never got used to calling them uh, Proud and Powerful. But, um, you know, I'll always call him Santana and Ortiz. If anything, you know, formerly known as <laughs> LAX. Uh, but uh, I, I certainly love seeing Conan. And, man, the guy could take a beating. My goodness. He's still taking he's taking a licking and keeping on uh, ticking, as the commercial says. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Critical sting. Hasta la Ah, this ain't LAX. <laughs> uh, Keith asking here, is K-Dog still in the creative writing and impact? I don't think so. Um, I'm sure he still has ties to triple AAA as far as a relationship there. But I don't think he really does much creative. I know he's like still listed on the roster, which is I don't know, 
I'll just I'll just say awkward. Um, it, it's not that awkward. It's, you know, I, I'm not making that big deal out of it. But he hasn't been on Impact Television since oh, I can't remember when. I problem guessing since LAX joined him since you know Santana and Ortiz. So um, I, I'm sure he still has some kind of relationship with him, but I'm not you know. Uh, Bell's boy says he's still booking in uh, AAA. All right. Well, and I heard that uh, Vampiro's getting back into wrestling and that he's back in Mexico. So I have a feeling he went back to AAA too. I, I it's I, I don't just take that with a grain of salt because I'm not positive, but I have a feeling. Just have a feeling because most of the time. Vampiro was doing his podcast stuff from up in Canada, and I think he's back in Mexico. So we'll see. I'll try to keep a close eye on that. We'll see. Um, oh, Laker says uh, Conan's the one who got uh, Deanna in uh, AAA. Awesome. So, yeah, he still has, like, we'll, we'll just say he still has a foot in Impact Wrestling. So, um, but yeah, good match between the th uh, this three on three. Uh, Tully Blanchard getting involved. Conan gets attacked at the end. Big win here for uh, Wardlow and FTR. They uh they did the big rig on um the inner circle and then um uh Wardlow got the pin on Jake Hager, I believe. But um yeah, this is a lot of fun. And uh I mean this ain't over. This ain't over by a mile. So I you know, I don't know how they're going to wrap up this feud. It's still going, obviously. Um, but what do you what do you want to see? Let me know in the comments, in the chat. How do you want to see FTR and Santana and Ortiz end their feud as a part of the Pinnacle versus um, the Inner Circle? And, and Wardlow versus Jake Hagar, for that matter. Because, I mean, Wardlow is well on his way to becoming a star in this company. It's It's been a very slow journey for him because he doesn't get a lot of singles matches. And I actually missed the one with uh, Jake in the cage. I don't know what all happened during that one. I'll have to go check that one out sometime. Um, but, yeah, let me know what you want to see. Do you want to see, like, a like a, a tag team steel cage match or something, or, um, you know, I'm trying to think of something like unique they could do, but let me know in the comments. What do you want to see from these guys? Um, but yeah, pinnacle here gets a big win. Uh, then we get in a, a very unique announcement next week. We are going to see the return of John Moxley. 
but it's for uh, he's going to be defending his IWGP uh, U.S. Championship versus Carl Anderson. I'm actually really excited about this. Um, is this going to be like one and done so he can drop the title and go back to being a papa for a while? Um, is, you know, I, I don't know what the plan is. I know that he is booked for the return for uh, New Japan to audiences later in August, like middle of August or something, whenever that is, like a month and a half from now or whatever. Um, very excited about that. I don't know what the plan is there. But, um, yeah, Carl Anderson versus John Moxley. That should be, uh, that should be good. IWGP U.S. Championship on the line. And we even get a we get a promo out of Carl later regarding that. We get a face off here between MJF and Jericho. Some uh I'll just you know quote the guys, some fat bastard right at the end of Jericho's entrance music ran the ring and got taken out. And it's it it made like a, a split second on camera, security trying to take him out. I don't know if I blinked and I missed it, so I don't know how much they actually showed, or if you know any other footage is going to end up getting shown out there from the audience or what. But MJF and Jericho have their showdown, and. Um, it's all about what are MJF's stipulations so that Jericho can finally get his, what could be his last match against MJF in this feud between the pinnacle and the inner circle. And, um, And so MJF puts it out there, but not before Jericho talks, starts talking about uh, MJF's mom. And he was with her again. <laughs> oh, man, the crowd loved that one. Man, you just got to love uh, Jericho's game. He is something. So uh, Jericho has to beat four opponents of MJF's choosing, and then, and only then, if he beats all of them, Chris Jericho can finally get his hands on MJF. Now, that doesn't mean that he's going to just go through the members of... Um, the, um, the pinnacle. I highly doubt that. Yeah, that was pretty funny. Eh? That was very funny. Um, yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah, Keith, they probably will face each other at all out. I have no doubt about that. Uh, next, we get the debut 
of El Idolo, Andrade versus Matt Seidel. Now, no matter what you think of Matt Seidel, I knew this was going to be a good match because Matt Seidel is still insanely talented. He may be a 20-year-ish, give or take a little, um, veteran, but man, um, I mean, he's been all over the place. He's been in Ring of Honor. He's been in uh, Impact. He was in WWE. He's been all over the place. And uh, he and his brother are tearing it up in this in this company. He's ranked number five, I thought they said, which is impressive. So he's had some uh, some wins under his belt. Critical Sting says he is disappointed in Andrade's theme music. Why? I'm just curious. I mean, I thought I think it was okay. You know, it sounds like something Mexican, I guess, you know. So it sounds something like authentic. I don't think it sounded corny, but eh, you know, to each their own. It's all good. Um but yeah, I love this match. Uh, Vicky Guerrero, of course, at uh, Andrade's side. So it looks like those two are going to be tied together. Vicky Guerrero managing Andrade. And uh, Andrade, even at one point of the match, turns while he's on the apron in one corner of the ring. On the apron, turns, looks at the crowd, and does a little little shimmy shimmy looking at the crowd a la Eddie Guerrero glances over at Vicky Guerrero and Vicky Guerrero, you know, applauds him like, yes, that's exactly what he would have done and how he would have done it. And uh, so that was cool. And it looked like he was going to go up for a frog splash, uh, excuse me, frog splash, take two, uh, which he did not get to do, but he did, uh, finish him off with his own finisher. I didn't catch what uh, he said his finisher was, but Andrade gets a win here. I mean, it wasn't a huge surprise, but I was still looking forward to the match nonetheless. Still excited about it. Very cool that Andrade is a part of AEW. Uh, and it looks like he's going to be doing other stuff in uh, AAA as well. I know he's... He's, he challenged Kenny there. So I don't know if he's going to be, I, th I think he's going to be facing him at Triple Mania come August. We'll see. I'm pretty sure that's how that's going to go. Um, along with Deanna Perrazzo, I'm very excited to see her. It's going to be a title versus title against um, Fabi Apache. So yeah, that is absolutely one I'm going to be covering. Either here or on TNI. I'm not sure exactly where. Me and the guys love to talk about it. So, what's next here? We got a great promo talking about the Matt Hardy-Christian Cage feud. Obviously, this one is 23 years in the making, which sounds might sound ridiculous, but that's, that's as long as these guys have been facing off against each other, whether in singles or in tag matches. Whether it was Edge and Christian versus the Hardy Boys, 
or singles matches here and there in their history. Um, trying to think the other times they would have faced off against each other solo. I'm, I'm guessing in the WWE version of ECW, I'm sure they faced off against each other in WWE. Um, I don't specifically remember any feuds, but uh, I don't think they faced off against each other. I don't think they crossed paths in TNA. I think Christian was gone before Matt Hardy showed up. I could be wrong, but but anyways. Um, I mean, this, this is one of the oldest feuds going, honestly, since uh, the Attitude Era. Legit, the Attitude Era. So I'm not... I'm not complaining about this. Some people may look at this and not be excited about this at all. Both these guys can go. So, uh, Bob Williams says, J-Bone, was it me or was AEW audio quiet? No, I, mine was fine. I mean, I have to turn mine up because I'm losing my hearing. But, uh, no, I, I don't. I think it was fine. I think it was fine. Um. But yeah, so uh, next week, night one of Fighter Fest. So it's going to be a two week thing, this Fighter Fest. Um, we're getting Christian Cage versus Matt Hardy. So that'll be fun. <clears throat> I don't remember if they said if it was a specific kind of match or just, just a regular match or what. Uh, Tony Schiavone, Tony Schiavone with Arn Anderson in the ring and Arn Anderson gets a nice pop from the audience. And he's just letting the people know how happy he is that AEW is back in front of fans and the lights go out. So this is the second time of the night. The lights go out. Remember I mentioned earlier in the night, the night the lights went out real quick and came back on and people were kind of confused. Like, What's going on? And, and it was right at the start of the Cody match. So this is tied to Cody specifically and Arn Anderson. Um, lights go out, lights come back on, and no one's really expecting anything. People are like, oh, it's, it's another, you know, it's like maybe this happens in Florida a lot. I don't. I don't know. Weather changes every five minutes, kind of like in Wisconsin, only different. So I know how that is. Uh, <laughs> of course, we don't have to deal with hurricanes, thank God, but nonetheless. Um, so the lights go out. Lights come back on. Formerly known as WWE's Aleister Black, a.k.a. Tommy End, a.k.a. now known as Malachi Black, approaches Arn Anderson and gives him his finisher, the black, I don't know what they're going to call it here. Gives him his, uh, you know, spinning, spinning kick. Um, the black mass, I believe it is. And then, Cody comes out just shocked, does the same thing to Cody Rhodes. They're both just out in the ring. 
So for those of you who missed it earlier today, Tommy End on his socials put out about a between a four to five minute video, uh, uh, very cinematic, just looked great. Him in what looked like uh, some kind of you know loony bin hospital, <clears throat> uh, approached by doctors. He takes out both doctors, escapes the room. I'm just you know. Just telling highlights very quickly on this. Um, and then comes out and he's like, you know, my name isn't Tommy End, it's Malachi Black. So I was like, well, that's very interesting. So, <clears throat> and this could have meant anything, to be honest. WWE just rehired his wife, which I think, and I haven't talked about this much. I know a lot of people are talking about how awkward as hell this is that she was standing up for all these things they let her go because she you know breached the whole contract of <clears throat> you know she wouldn't get off her socials and all that stuff her uh, her twitch and everything they fired her now they brought her back and they brought her back and completely buried her they brought her back, and she had like a, a minute match against, what, Alexa Bliss? It's like, wow, you sure showed them. So there was a lot of rumblings of, hey, they brought her back. What if they try to bring back Aleister Black? Because there were uh, there was something that came out to the effect of Triple H was very upset. He would have preferred to have Aleister Black being brought down by him instead of fired. Um, they were in the middle of a storyline building him up after his return when he was let go. <clears throat> um, RK Shuttleworth, now he's streaming on her Twitch account, which I think is hilarious. Uh, so, yeah, she's probably still going to get in trouble. No, bro, I don't know. But anyways, um, so I don't understand why. I mean, that's the like million-dollar man Ted DiBiase said decades ago, everybody's got a price. It's true. Wait till she gets in front of fans and they chant, you sold out. She's going to feel about this big. This big. Um, but enough about that. But I'm, so yeah, yeah. So when that promo dropped earlier today from Tommy End, now known as Malachi Black, um, I was very curious. I was like, well, is this a sign? Cause it was very well done. Looked very, <clears throat> we'll say it, it, it reminded me of, and those who watched Lucha Underground will know what I'm talking about. This reminded me a lot of the beginning scene from season two where Vampiro is in the hospital 
and he attacks all the security and doctors in um in that one uh it's almost like a dream sequence of vampiros uh so it's like it, it didn't really happen but it's what vampiro was thinking about doing that that scene of uh vampiro season two episode one of lucha underground with his doctors and him attacking them and everything now of course malachi black is not a vampire <clears throat> but he's you know he's like possessed by something so uh yeah it it totally it reminded me of that <laughs> keith says stolen gimmick i i'm not saying it was stolen okay I'm not saying they stole it from Lucha Underground, but it it reminded me of that. Okay, I'm not I'm not knocking this promo. This promo looked great. Cinematic looked great. So that made me wonder. This is my point of this. This made me wonder. I'm like, okay, is this for something like Impact Wrestling? Is it AEW? Is he actually going back to WWE? And he's just completely getting a fresh start as Malachi Black. And this is his character. And he's going to join his, not necessarily join his wife, but, you know, using my quote fingers here for those on audio, join his wife back in WWE. I, I was leaving it all up there. I'm like, this could be anything. But he showed up tonight. <clears throat> and I was... I was pleasantly surprised when uh, when Tommy N showed up here and um, <laughs> kicked the hell out of Cody and and Arn Anderson and then just just walked away. The, the the crowd lost it. They were very vocal. They loved it. Very excited to see him. So obviously, he did not do his ninety day. Uh, no compete. He got out of it. And I'm sure there'll be more on that tomorrow in the news. I'm sure Meltzer will talk about it or something. But there were rumblings within the last week or two that there was going to be some people trying like hell to get out of theirs. Well, there you go. Alistair Black was one of them. Now Tommy End. Now malachi black so light up the chat folks light up the comments let me know are you excited to see him here was it a great time to get it in front of fans are you excited to see him did you would you have rather have seen him go someplace else like new japan or whatever let me know no wrong answers here Critical Sting says, PW Insider is saying he never got 90 days and was always on a 30-day non-compete. Oh, that's interesting. I'll have to check that out. Because he was on the main roster. Weird. Maybe his contract was just different. Hmm. Okay, I wonder if his wife helped out with the uh, non-compete. Yeah, that could have been part of it. Certainly could have been. Who knows? Who knows? I'm sure there'll be more on that soon. So, 
Malachi Black is part of AEW. Next, we've got uh, Ricky Star. They show what happened earlier in the night before the uh, episode actually, before the actual airtime, because I, I, I'm guessing that they were uh, recording um, stuff for Dark Elevation, whatever. And uh, they show Ricky Stark coming down to the ring with um, security. And uh, basically going above Taz's, you know, rule in that group of Team Taz and talking about how, uh, you know, he's going to be facing Brian Cage. Mentions his wife, which is... Always a no-no, especially when it comes to facing someone like Brian Cage. Um, so, yeah, they're going to face off. When are they facing off? Oh, it's next week. Just found it in my notes here. Sorry. Uh, next week, Brian Cage is putting his FTW title on the line. And, and Taz is hoping that this will squash all that and everything will be back to uh, normal once they get this out of their system. Um, I, 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 don't, I don't see Brian Cage sticking around much, much longer in this group. Something big is going to happen. I could see maybe a new face coming to this group to replace Brian Cage, someone new up and coming. Um, I do like I do like the fact that you know Taz, you know, Taz is you know trying to help put these guys over. He's with his son. He's with Hobbs, and of course Starks. Starks is so good though. I mean i I actually put him up there with uh, MJF. You know, they obviously have different volume levels, but Ricky Starks is damn good. He's very good. So, um, so yeah, I'm, I'm actually excited about this. It's been a while since uh, Brian Cage and Ricky Starks have uh, had some attention put on them. It's a feud inside of a feud inside of a feud, but that's okay. It's all surrounding Team Taz, so I'm excited about this. Um, it's been a while because last time uh, it was um, the match against Darby Allen and Sting, I believe. And uh, the time before that was when Brian Cage first came in and he was facing Mox right away, which I was like, okay, now you start at the top and then you got to go back down to what? But... Um, it's uh they're they're slowly building him back up again, and I still like uh I still like Brian Cage. I know people are still maybe don't like him because of how he left Impact Wrestling, but that's that's business. Some not everybody leaving this company or that company is always the cleanest of breaks, but um I still like him. I see he's still a beast, and um, been a fan of his since uh, Lucha on the Ground days. So be interesting to see what happens next week looking forward to it we get the bunny and the blade versus chris statlander and orange cassidy 
giving that a half a thumbs up. Speaking of thumbs up, don't forget to smash that like button. And smash that sub button if you haven't, if you're new here. If you're digging the content. Um, this was fun, you know, little little comedic stuff here, but it's it's always a reminder of how good and how athletic uh you know Orange Cassidy is. And, and great to see Buddy and the Blade together. For those of you who don't know, they actually are together. So it's it's got to be fun for them as well, you know, tagging. But uh, Chris Statlander and Orange Cassidy get a win here. Uh, Chris Statlander beats him with the Big Bang Theory, pins the bunny. So that's fun. Um Hopefully we can get an update soon on uh, Trent because I heard he just had neck surgery and his uh, his tag team partner, sexy Chucky T, has been uh, at his bedside, which is uh, just good. Uh, Dan Lambert. Wow, it's been a while since I've seen Dan Lambert. I mean, I don't watch a lot of MMA, but I still know who he is primarily from a few years ago when he was in Impact Wrestling and he had um, America's Top Team, some of those guys wrestling in, um, in Impact Wrestling. Well, it was also a very awkward time, so I know I tuned out for some of that as well. Um, I honestly, when Dan Lambert, I know a lot of people put over Dan Lambert, as far as how good he was on his promos in Impact Wrestling at the time, I personally couldn't stand it. Um, and I don't know if it was just his how he came at his his delivering of his promo or what it was. It just I don't know. It just didn't jive with me. It just didn't jive. Um, basically, same presence here. He gets in the ring. And he cuts down the company, but he puts it over at the same time, which is funny. You know, he basically contradicts himself the entire promo. But it's, it's you know, so I'm not going <clears> to <throat> over-criticize this. I actually was kind of giggling at this. I was like, what are you doing? But, um, so yeah, mid-promo, <clears throat> and he gets interrupted by, uh, Lance Archer, Lance Archer just knocks him out, and then you do a close-up zoom in on uh, Lance Archer. So, <clears throat> so it just popped the crowd, you know. No big, uh, you know, no big story there. I am in, I am curious though to see who, <clears throat> excuse me, who uh, Lance is going to face. Uh, face next though. Uh, then we get the street fight for the AEW tag team titles. <clears throat> I I really had a feeling here that um, Pentagon and Eddie Kingston were going to take this one because I was like, oh man, it's their first night back on the road in front of fans. This audience is hot. What better way to cap off the night Switch over the tag titles, but <clears throat> it wasn't to happen. It wasn't to happen. Um, 
So, so Pentagon Jr., Eddie Kingston versus the Young Bucks. This was a lot of fun. Little disappointed in the Young Bucks. They already shaved off their Omega beards or Omega stashes or whatever. They were clean cut. <clears throat> but they were both wearing jorts, which I kind of also giggled at. So, you know, street clothes, jorts, their headbands, whatever shirts they were wearing. Um, so, yeah, this was a lot of fun. Everybody got their shit in on this one. Um, street fight, so no DQ. Um, ref gets taken out. Uh, the Good Brothers attack. The elite hunter Kaz shows up to help out with the odds. Eddie Kingston brings in a bag of tacks and it's like, oh God. So I would, you know, that that made me feel like, okay, number one, somebody's somebody's getting stuck in the tax. Probably most of them are getting stuck in the tax. Um So, <laughs> Bell's boy. I knew the Bucks, not the Milwaukee Bucks, were going to win tonight. Um, you think they're going to lose the titles in the New York show in September? Could be. Could be. We'll see. Abyss would be proud, says Critical Sting. I'm sure he would be. I'm sure he would be. Um, gosh, whatever happened to that guy? Wink, wink. Uh, tables were broken. Tacks were brought out. This was a lot of fun. Young Bucks retain. Um, just a hot mess of a match. A lot of fun. Crowd, crowd was really into it. Like I said, everybody got their shit in. Uh, this this was a great episode, top to bottom. A lot of fun to uh, you know head back out on the road. And um, hey, Chicago's very own Brock Lesnar guy, even right in the front row. How great was that to see? Wait, he's really making the rounds. He, um, he was at one of their uh, recent shows as well. The uh, Oh, he was at the last pay-per-view, I think that was, in uh, Daly's Place. So, yeah, great show, top to bottom. Uh, yeah, like I, like I said this a week or two ago, these, uh, these first few road shows... Uh, you know, the Road Rager, Fighter Fest, Nights 1 and 2. These are all going to be hot. These are all going to be hot. A lot of fun. A lot of feud building. Um, they're back out in front of fans. Going to have some new surprises. We just saw the returning Tommy End, um, which is just wild. Uh, a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff. The, uh, the company is definitely changing 
because they had so many indie guys there in Daly's place, you know, because that was their home for well over a year. So, uh, you know, they just brought in as you know, they they as as long as they were there for an extended period of time, they were given as many chances to people as possible. And I give them a lot of credit for doing that. You know, whether you liked watching, I mean, I missed out on a lot of those too. Um, but there certainly was some really good wrestling and um, given opportunities for uh, a lot of indie folks to make some money while they were down there. You can't knock that. Um, so it'll, it'll be interesting to see what they do with Dark Elevation and uh, and Dark now that they're moving from city to city and they also are getting ready for the Friday night show, which is Rampage. So, uh, which is going to be a live show apparently. So I don't know if they're going to do some elevation during one show and record dark on another one. I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll see how they do it, but I'm sure they've, they've got it all planned out. I'm sure they do. <laughs> but um but yeah, so that's tonight's show. Let me know what you thought of it top to bottom. Did you dig it? Did you like the surprises? Um <laughs> they had, Zach Bonifer, they had sm they had smashed his podcast shirts. I highly doubt that. Uh but that'd be pretty funny. Um That, that would absolutely crack me up. It's like, well, God, you know, I I, I I talk about their brand all the time. The least they could do is buy some Smash's podcast shirts. Oh, I'm not going to be that guy. Uh, <laughs> so uh, thanks, everyone, again for tuning in. Very excited for these uh, road shows again. Uh, things are slowly getting back to normal. Audiences loud as could be so happy to you know have these events live on television again um very excited for friday's aaw show united we stand please uh if you're not sold on it please go to their youtube channel go watch some matches go watch some of their promos that they put out within the last few days i guarantee you you're going to be blown away by them Good quality stuff there, folks. Great talent. Twelve bucks, twelve ninety nine, thirteen bucks, whatever it is. This Friday night, get it. Tell them J Bone sent you. Tell them Smash this podcast brought you there to the dance, and uh, I guarantee you're gonna love it. Um, I'm I'm planning on going to some of those up and coming shows at some point. It's uh. It's a, it's, it's a matter of being brave enough to do it. I mean, this last year and a half has been nothing short of terrifying for me. Uh, I've been blessed enough to get through it. I'm vaccinated, which makes me feel a lot better. But um, I still, most of the stores I go into, uh, I'll wear a mask unless I know it's, you know, just me and, the misses and it's the store is going to be dead. Then I'm not too worried. 
But if I'm walking into Walmart or something, I'm wearing my mask. You know, I'm, uh, I didn't the other day, and I was nervous as hell. And I was like, oh, okay, I need to, uh, you know. So I'm I'm still on the fence of wearing a mask, not wearing a mask. Um, but that's just my own personal preferences because I'm high risk. You know, it's like I I know I'm not. We're we're not out of the woods of this yet, but but things are. Things are getting better, folks. Things are getting better. <clears throat> so, um, so yeah, I'll be covering that this Friday night. Can't wait for that. I'll be doing a review on uh, AAW's United We Stand Friday night because I can guarantee you it's going to be better than SmackDown. Um, Thursday night, head on over to TNI. We'll do the watch along tomorrow night, me and Bill possibly truck if he's around and then we'll get the review following that so it's a long night for us but it's a lot of fun over on total non-stop impact impact talk for impact fans and then come back here on friday and then uh as far as the weekend i have no clue what's going on um as far as branding stuff, I am planning on bringing back the jacked up jukebox. I sent out a few feelers in the Discord the other day, kind of redid the logo, and I'm working on uh, working on some new ideas. Going to make it a little more personal. I mean, yeah, I'm going to talk about some uh, some news here and there, but I'm going to try to make it more just personal, like. My love for what I'm listening to and stories about how I came to, you know, come to liking or loving certain bands. I'm having a blast watching the Anthrax 40-year anniversary videos on their YouTube channel. So, yeah, the the comeback of Jack, uh, Jacked Up Jukebox is going to be primarily about that. I don't know how many more videos they're going to be doing, but I don't have to finish the series in order to talk about it. Um, so yeah, excited about that. And, um, yeah, just covering a bunch of different stuff. I'm obviously still covering AEW for wrestling, AAW. And, um, Hey, just heard MLW's, uh, working on a women's division. Gosh, only took them a few years, uh, to figure out, you know, how to book women's wrestling. Uh, so that, that, that brings me this much closer to watching them again, because they do have some, uh, some good talent in there, but, um, I just, I just couldn't get behind them if you're not going to, you know, figure out how to book the opposite sex. Cause it's, um, doesn't do it justice. So, so who knows what's going to show up here? Who knows what I'm going to review on smash this podcast on your way out of here make sure you smash that like button smash that sub button ring that bell for notifications hit me up on all the socials the face box the insta neck and the twitter box and for your bone on the go for those listening on the audio thank you very much you can get it uh the the base for that is anchor.fm forward slash smash this podcast and from there uh, you, you can you can listen to if you're used to it on uh, Google, iTunes, uh, Spotify, wherever you know. But I believe it's on Podbean as well, all over the place. But um, 
anchor.fm is where uh you know you can get a, uh, them all together that's where i upload them from um what else the discord link is in the description the merch link is in the description and buymeacoffee.com that link is in the description of this video as well uh if you want to tip one of your favorite podcasts 100% of your tip will come directly to Jebon. So for that, for uh, for all that, it's me, it's me, it's J-A-Y-B-O-N-E. We'll see y'all tomorrow night over that other little podcast called Total Nonstop Impact. We're out of here, folks. Enjoy the rest of your evening.